And welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. This is a podcast that aims to explore all areas of life that contribute to bringing us greater happiness. I am your host, Amanda McCormack. I am a registered yoga teacher, certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, and a Girls Gone Strong women's training specialist. So in this podcast, we take deep dives into different wellness topics and methods and mindsets to help you feel better mentally, physically, and spiritually. So I believe that happiness is a journey and that this podcast is here to help navigate you through that journey. So join us as we explore different paths to happiness and share them with you. In each episode, it's either solo with me or we bring in experts and guests to share their knowledge and experiences on various topics related to happiness, such as meditation, self-care, healthy lifestyle habits and personal growth. And we also discuss the latest trends and products in the wellness industry and we get debunking those myths as well. I understand that everyone's journey to happiness is unique and I aim to provide a variety of perspectives and approaches to help you find what works for you. And my goal is to inspire and empower you to live your best life and find happiness in every moment. So join in each week as we work on this journey towards greater happiness. So welcome back. This episode is really cool. It's kind of a 101, a little crash course episode all about working with your cycle. So cycle syncing. I'm really excited to do this episode. I did not know a lot of this stuff growing up. I only found out about it in the past few years while I've been working in fitness and health. And it's so interesting because I feel like periods and all that jazz is always so taboo, especially when you're younger. And I feel like that really affected me growing up because I never understood how simple it actually is. And you will too when you listen to this episode because we operate on a totally different cycle than men do. And you don't grow up knowing that and you grow up feeling shamed or kind of like wrong or even made fun of when you have symptoms of being in a different phase. So basically this whole episode is going to explain to you the science behind it. I'm going to break down the four phases. I'm also going to go into things to help regulate it. So the biggest benefit of working with your cycle and just listening to this episode and learning about it, PMS symptoms, we're not even supposed to get them the way that most women do. And working with your cycle can greatly reduce um, your cramping, how heavy you bleed, all of that stuff. Your energy levels are affected. Your productivity, even your creativity are totally affected by the phases that you're in. So by eating and moving and a bunch of other things that I'll talk about in the episode to support your cycle in each phase, you reap so many physical and mental benefits. So women operate on a 28 day cycle average. It could fall between 21 to 35 days, but it's usually around 28, while men actually fluctuate on a 24 hour cycle. So you can see right there, there is a big difference in how our bodies operate and the way that like the average work week um, is built and the way that we kind of live our lives with like consumerism and all of that we kind of work with that 24-hour cycle even though our bodies as women aren't really even built to have that type of energy like to do the things like that in a 24-hour one week week by week kind of basis so sometimes when we feel tired or unmotivated or sometimes we feel really motivated or really creative it actually ties up with our cycle but it doesn't match the cycle that we kind of operate on in like the workforce which is that 24-hour cycle and we shame ourselves a lot but actually it's the way that our bodies operate so i'm so happy that this information is becoming more widespread because in the past i used to feel bad or feel confused on why i was feeling down or like quote unquote lazy but learning how to actually work with the body and its changes has really helped not only me feel physically better but it's helped me get out of that guilt and shame kind of mindset 
I once read this quote that said, you wouldn't leave the house without checking the weather. So why live blindly without monitoring the flow of our hormones? Because our hormones change every day, or at least on like the week to week basis. I'll explain all the phases. But if you don't feel 100% during your period, you might actually discover that working with your cycle is for you. So hormones change our mood, our energy, our motivation, and getting more in tuned with what's going on in our body and cycle syncing allows us to eat and live and support our body with those changes and allows us to feel good rather than fighting our bodies. It allows us to be more connected and also in control of what's going on. And I think the biggest benefit, honestly, the physical benefit that you feel the most is that when you work with your cycle, you reduce PMS symptoms like significantly. So PMS, which I'll talk about as I go into the luteal phase, because there's four phases and PMS comes up during the luteal phase. But um, PMS is basically premenstrual sensitivity. And it's due to having estrogen and testosterone imbalance in the body. Those are the two main hormones that are involved in your cycle. And I'll talk about them as we go throughout the episode. But all you need to know about PMS again is that it's literally due to having an imbalance with estrogen and progesterone in the body. And usually the estrogen is a little bit higher. So when we manage our stress, our food and our movement, it could actually bring those two hormones back into balance and we will have less PMS symptoms. So if that alone is not an influence to wanting to know a little bit more about the cycle and how to work with it, I don't know what is. Um, we also can be more productive though because our energy becomes more stable, our creativity is affected like I mentioned earlier, and also your fertility is affected in a good way. So those are the benefits of working with your cycle. So let's get into it. I'll break down the four phases of the cycle. I'll go into each one of them, how we can manage our movement, our food, and our stress levels, and I'll give you a little bit of a sciencey background too. I also do have a download. I'll link it in the show notes and it's also on my Instagram. It's called Menstrual Magic and it talks about everything in this episode. And I also put a lot more examples written down and resources and links and apps and all of my favorite things in there as well. So if you like this episode and you want to learn a little bit more about the cycle or you want to have everything written down that I talk about in this episode, it's in that download and I will have the link in the show notes. So have you ever thought about your body having seasons? One of the coolest and one of my favorite ways to talk about the cycles of the body is to associate them with each of the seasons that we go through. So winter, fall, spring, and summer. I'm going to talk a lot about the science of the cycle, like science and food and exercise, but it's really interesting because this also ties into Ayurveda because in Ayurveda, which is some people like to call it the science of life. Um, people like to call it yoga's sister science. It just talks about how you can eat and take care of your body in ways that literally like work with the seasons. So whenever I talk about the cycle that the women's bodies go through, it really reminds me of Ayurveda. So I won't go too much in Ayurveda in this episode. I want to talk more about literally like food, science, exercise, and stress management. But funny enough, it's literally the same principles that have been in Ayurveda for like centuries. So interesting that way if you're into Ayurveda I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's so cool so the first phase I'm going to start talking about is the menstrual phase which is what we call inner winter so you can think about your menstrual phase as winter time which I think if you just visualize that in your head for a second you can see that like you just want to be cozy you just want to stay inside so menstrual is inner winter your menstrual cycle is day one is the first day that you bleed so not like just spot but like fully bleed. So that's going to be day one of your menstrual cycle. And then the last day is when you're done bleeding. So it's usually, it depends for each woman, everybody's different, but this is usually about a week time frame. It could be less than a week, 
But again, it's the day that you first bleed to the day that you completely stop. This is the period when our hormones are at its lowest points. And what's happening in the body is your uterine lining is breaking down and being shed. So that's what's happening inside of you. And because of that, your hormones are at a low point. So you might be feeling tired, fatigued, you know the usual symptoms that you would feel on your period. So thinking about it as winter time, what would you do during the winter time to stay warm? You would go within, you would stay inside, you would like take care of yourself a little bit more. So movement wise, the type of movement we want to do on our body is the type that's gentle. So if you're feeling really low, it, it goes day by day as well. And I know it on my period and you definitely know it with the way it works for you. Some days, usually for me, it's the first like two days I'm at my lowest. Like I'm not going to be able to like do a high intensity workout or anything like that. But then towards the end, my energy may go up. So that might be a little bit different for you. But the rule of thumb is you want to have some sort of gentle movement. You can still move. You can still work out and exercise. But think about depending where you are on the scale, on the spectrum, um, stretching, yoga, going for light walks maybe. And as the energy goes up, you can try Pilates or you can take a hot yoga class. You know, you can always still figure out ways to move your body. Um, but it's generally not recommended to do like heavy duty lifting if you can find a gentle way to do resistance training that day or know how to lower it for your body's energy levels is what's recommended and same thing for like hit classes like if you're going to take an f45 cardio class it might not be the best thing to do on day one of your period if that's when you're feeling your lowest so it's really about reflecting going inside going inward and asking yourself those questions when it comes to your specific cycle how do you feel during those few days so my period i'll just talk about that for a second is usually four days for me and the first two are always rougher than the last two so day one and two like i actually i'm on my period this week so i took it easy on the first two days, but I'm feeling more energetic. So I am taking a class later today. But again, it is still a lighter class. It's not like so heavy. I remember hearing about cycle syncing back when I was really into weightlifting. Like I still lift weights, but I had a phase where I like that's strictly all I did. And I remember just like dismissing it. I had such a resistance to the idea of like skipping workouts, quote unquote, or like changing my workouts and doing like Pilates instead because in my head I was like oh that's gonna mess up with my schedule like how I have my workouts phrased and stuff like that but like I was saying before you can adjust it based on your preference your type of activity and your energy level it's all about listening to your body really and just knowing what's going on inside of you so that you can take care of yourself so honestly like if I have a exercise plan this week and I'm doing some sort of weightlifting on a Monday and Monday is when I get my period I'm gonna respect myself if I'm feeling really down that day and I want to move, I'll move in a different way or I'll like lower my weights or I'll do my weights the next day. You can always adjust it. That's what I do with my clients. A lot of my clients, I always ask them when they have their periods and I have them message me the week of so that we can take it day by day. And usually what I'll do is I'll have like a backup plan, like if then. So like if your period comes up, like how would we deal with that? based on how you're more comfortable with it. So if you still want to do a resistance training session, you can, but I would suggest to lower the intensity or I would change things up or truly I would just push it later in the period when you're feeling a little bit more energetic. Again, that's just if you really are like on it with that. And I know, I know some people are, and I was like that for a while, but where I am now, I usually respect my body to the point where I listen to how I'm feeling and 
if I feel like doing a certain type of movement that week, I will. So like tomorrow I'm lifting weights. I'm still on my period tomorrow. But again, I'm just taking that time to recognize that my first two days, my energy is a lot lower and I did walks and light stretching. That's how I was this week. There's been periods I've had where I didn't do that, where I've just done like light yoga. I felt more energetic. So going within and asking yourself these questions, but just think of gentle. So for inner winter, for our menstrual phase, we want the movement to be gentle because one, our hormones are low, our energy levels are low. I'll talk about a little bit more in a minute, but we're like depleted of iron and a lot of things. So just taking that into account and not forcing your body to do something when you don't have to, you know, when you know what's going on inside, you can find that grace. It's a form of self-care. So speaking of energy levels, our social battery actually gets depleted. It's really low when we're on our menstrual phase. So just keeping that in mind and again, going back to reflecting and sometimes we have shame when we want to say no to things or we want to stay in all day or we're not feeling like we can socialize or have big events or meetings at that time period. But just knowing that it's literally what your body's going through, like your battery gets drained because of the phase that you're in and it's okay. So I think the biggest thing during the menstrual phase is just to practice having your boundaries. If something sounds too overwhelming to you or you'd rather not do it, just practice the boundaries of saying no or adjusting plans or lowering the intensity of things when it comes to socializing or like planning meetings if you have that capability to be able to choose a different day for your meetings. But just knowing that your battery is going to be low. And if you feel antisocial during this phase, it's okay. So food wise, the biggest thing, and I mentioned it earlier in this episode already, is that we lose iron because we're actually like losing blood. So foods that are rich in iron are really needed at this time. So foods that that would be um, like natural meats, red meats, if you eat those, they are a good source of iron. Otherwise, you can have spinach, beans, nuts. Those are foods that are rich in iron. So just trying to incorporate them in your diet during the week of your period. Easiest thing I think to do with that is just like nuts and uh, spinach, just like eating a lot of salads. That's what I do usually when I'm on my period because it's easy to add those things. You can also add nuts and spinach to smoothies during this week to help with iron. So when you digest iron, vitamin C actually helps your body digest iron. So eating vitamin C rich foods will help you with the iron absorption during the week of your period. So vitamin C in foods, the biggest indicator is bright colored foods. So think about bright colored fruits and vegetables. They usually have high vitamin C in them. So let me think, Uh, we got citruses. So all the citruses like oranges, limes, lemons, and those are so easy. Again, you can add them into your water. You can add them into smoothies. You can add them into your cooking to help get that vitamin C in. Strawberries, kiwis, broccoli, mangoes, things like that. They all have a high content of vitamin C. So these are just things to think about when you're planning meals during that week. How can you get more iron in during the week of your period? And how can you get more vitamin C to help absorb that iron better? So a way to help manage PMS. And again, you can have instant results when you eat these foods for the first time during your menstrual phase. But when you continue to eat this way for like a month or two, you'll really start to notice a difference in how heavy your bleed is or how hard your cramps are, basically. But um, estrogen levels. So again, when you have the imbalance of estrogen and testosterone in your body, it's going to make the PMS symptoms a little bit worse. And estrogen is usually going to be a little bit higher. That's kind of how it works most of the time. 
generally. Um, flax seeds are really good to help bring estrogen levels back down. And then pumpkin seeds. So if you've ever heard, some people do like seed cycling. So they'll eat certain seeds during different phases of their menstrual cycle. And you can just add them into your meals, just like how we're going to add iron in to help with the bleeding. Um, adding in flax seeds to help with estrogen levels and then pumpkin seeds to help with testosterone. So uh, pumpkin seeds have zinc in it. So that helps bring testosterone back down to that level. So flax seeds are good and pumpkin seeds are good. They're great to again add them into salads and smoothies and oatmeal, things like that. Just think about that when you're planning your meals. Those are great things to add in. And last thing to note for ingesting things is your hydration levels. We're again, we're losing blood. So trying to keep your hydration up all the time is very important, but especially during your cycle. So you can do that um, like usual drinking water, but you can also have more teas at that time. There's also a lot of teas that can benefit your cycle as well. Red raspberry leaf is a really good tea to help with it. Um, bone broth, you can have more smoothies. Remembering that anything that you drink that has a liquid in it can actually count as like a cup of water so if you're having like a smoothie that has hydration in it so just think about that trying to consume liquids during the time of your cycle things that will dehydrate you are coffee and alcohol so that's why actually when you have coffee or caffeine levels on your period they're technically dehydrating you a little bit and they're going to make your cramps worse um this is speaking generally everybody's different but this is just the rule of thumb that when you dehydrate yourself a bit your cramps get a little bit worse your bleeding might get heavier so alcohol does that and so does coffee and having one coffee probably won't like kill you so don't don't think about it like you have to restrict yourself i don't want you to ever restrict yourself anytime you listen to anything i say on this podcast think about what you can add into your diet what you can add into your life more than restricting but just keeping in mind that during your menstrual phase, lowering the intake of alcohol and lowering the intake of coffee is going to help a lot with your PMS. And the last thing to think about for the body in the menstrual cycle is inflammation. So anything that you eat or consume that's going to cause inflammation will increase your PMS symptoms a bit. So whether that's a fried or processed food or again, alcohol is inflammatory um, for the body. So just trying to limit those foods or lower the intake of a lot of fried heavy foods like that, it will help you feel a lot better. Again, don't restrict yourself if you're feeling you, you want one of those meals or you want something like that like go for it but just keeping in mind that eating that for every single meal every single day during your period might increase the pms symptoms so yeah quick recap on the menstrual cycle again things that you should focus on is just being gentle to yourself going within whether that means canceling plans going within and observing yourself taking it gentle with the forms of movement that you have trying to get more iron in and then remembering that vitamin c helps with iron absorption so you can do the two of those and then just trying to stay hydrated and focus on not having too many inflammatory things in your body and flax and pumpkin seeds are going to help you out at this time Moving on to the next phase of our cycle. So after inner winter comes inner spring. So this is called the follicular phase, follicular. And it's usually the time that the blood stops. So the day that you stop bleeding completely all the way until the day that you ovulate. So that's going to be one to two weeks depending on your cycle. And if you're not already using like an app to track your cycle, it will be very helpful in finding out what day you ovulate to help you know when this phase ends. And usually I would track for like a month or two and the data will start to like register that way. But again, follicular 
oof, that's a tongue twister, isn't it? Follicu- oh my god. Follic- follicular phase. Okay. Follicular phase. It's right after your period and it's about a one to two weeks. So during this phase, remember estrogen and testosterone, the estrogen is going to start to rise and you're going to rebuild up your uterus wall because you just shedded it in your period and you're going to rebuild it during this phase. And it basically, your body's getting ready to like have a house for the little embryo to stay in so your estrogen goes up and when your estrogen goes up so does your energy so inner spring think of it as like a rebirth or like reblooming. it's a time period where your energy goes up you get more social it's good for doing work it's good for having meetings and it's good for doing things because you're going to be a little bit more motivated during this phase So because of that new energy, it's actually a good time to start a new project or take sort of like an aligned action. You can nurture any ideas that you have during this phase. If you want to talk about the moon phases for a minute, this is almost like a new moon. Like you're going into this phase, your energy is building up towards a new moon. Your confidence peaks during this phase as well, which is really interesting because like growing up, think about it. Did anybody tell you that your phases correlate to like when you might be feeling a little bit more naturally confident? So sometimes you think you're crazy or you're feeling down and your confidence is low, but that's just because your body might be on a different phase and the hormones might be different. But because the estrogen is coming up during your follicular phase, your confidence actually peaks and your libido peaks as well. Because when you think about what the cycle is technically, you're building up um, a new uterine wall so that your body can like house a baby pretty much. Um, So your body kind of gets, your libido goes up as well because you're like, you're getting close to ovulation so you may notice that as well this is a good time period movement wise for higher intensity workouts so right when your period ends your energy might be like woo so you can go for hikes you can do longer workouts or more of an like a tense pilates kind of video type style and resistance training if you're a resistance trainer girly like all year round you can start to like go back to resistance training a little bit more or you might be feeling that your workouts are becoming a little bit easier as you leave the menstrual phase because your estrogen and testosterone are still coming out of the period phase um the two seeds that i mentioned before which would be flax seeds and pumpkin seeds they're still going to support your body so this is a good time to put them again in oatmeal or in your smoothies and just make sure that you're having flax and pumpkin seeds you want to support the rise of estrogen in your body and oddly enough like estrogen can be supported by ooh, this is going to be another word that kills me the crunchy veggies cruciferous Oh, I did good. I said it. I don't know if I can say it again, though. Cruciferous. Yes, there we go. Okay. (laughs) Cruciferous veggies will support your body during this time. So anything that's crunchy, think about like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, all of those things. They help to break down the estrogen as it starts to rise a little bit up. I remember what I was telling you when you take care of your body during all the phases, it's going to actually help with the PMS symptoms. So when you're in the follicular phase after your period, having cruciferous vegetables, they're going to help you in the future with those PMS symptoms as well. So just keep that in mind. When you take care of your body in all four of the phases, they kind of benefit and like bounce off each other. So when you take care of the rise of estrogen during this phase, it's going to help. Um, you can think about it again. You can have like raw, fresh salads, put like sprouts on there. Fermented veggies are also really good at that time. So anything fermented, 
you can also have it in like a drink. So like kombucha, sauerkraut, all that stuff is going to help you out during that time. But yeah, that's pretty much follicular phase. So again, quick recap, menstrual phase is your inner winter. Follicular comes right after and it's your inner spring. Your estrogen starts to peak a little bit more. And because of that, you're just feeling good. Everything's feeling good. You can start to take action again. Confidence, libido goes up. You can have those workouts that are a little bit more intense. Same seeds that were mentioned earlier. And then um, you want to... throw in those cruciferous veggies. I nailed it. I really nailed it. I pronounced that right every single time. So we're going to move on to the next phase. So after spring comes summer. So this is going to be the highest energy. Like you're feeling good in the summer. You know, there's a buildup from spring to summer. This is your ovulatory phase. So inner summer. This phase is going to last about like the days before you ovulate and then the day after you ovulate. So it's a smaller phase. It's a few days, the window. Again, using an app or a tracker will give you a more accurate version of this based on how long your cycle is. But again, going off like the the general 28 day cycle, it's going to be like a three to four day window. Um, This is where your estrogen peaks. And then you also have another hormone that releases as well that basically triggers ovulation. It's called LH is what they call it, but I think it's like luteinizing hormone. So basically the estrogen peaks and then the LH also is like doing its thing, which means you're going to be the most creative. You're going to have the highest libido, the most energy, and you're going to be the most focused, which is cool because you can get a lot done so think about like when you're planning your calendar and you know you're on like your auditory phase um you can plan more projects or you can plan a day like sometimes you can plan a day just to like bulk out stuff so like i make a lot of content so usually like during this time is when i'll go and i'll like bulk all my content my ideas i can record podcast episodes i can get a lot of work done physically you can like clean your house get things done you just have a lot more energy available to you during that time because your body's like whoo let's make a baby that's pretty much like what is going on with your hormones so you can do higher intensity workouts as well um whatever that means to you if you're like an slt girly or like you want to do higher intensity pilates this is probably a good time to try those if you're doing like a cardio class or hit workout or like heavy lifting your body's probably going to perform well as well here you can think about that too if you want to try and like hit prs when it comes to weights like trying it during this phase in your cycle you will probably be more successful at lifting a heavier weight or having more endurance during this time if you're a hiker you're somebody that likes to hike think about planning your hikes around this time or if you're running like a big race if you can get it in that window just know that your body's going to have a little bit more of a boost during this time frame so food wise it's just like think about summertime you want to nourish your body with good foods there's nothing too too specific here but think about getting foods that are whole foods vitamins and minerals in it if you do want some seeds you can switch up the seeds during this phase and then the next phase so for this phase sesame and sunflower seeds they have psyllium and vitamin e and basically psyllium helps progesterone production over the next few weeks before you go into your period phase again so again taking the seeds during this phase will help with your PMS symptoms when the PMS actually comes. But fun fact, Brazil nuts also have a really good serving of psyllium in them as well. And I think the serving size of Brazil nuts, I think you only need one. I'm pretty sure it might be two. I have to refresh myself on that one. But if you eat one or two Brazil nuts a day, that's your entire serving of psyllium. So if you just eat those or get those into your hobby, um, your habit, like your morning routine. I know some people like pop a Brazil nut and then they got their vitamins in. So those are really rich in a lot of vitamins, minerals, including psyllium. But you just want to focus on 
doing things during this time frame. Like your body is probably primed for like its peak performance in every way, if physically, mentally, all of that. So you want to fuel it by eating good foods, staying hydrated and getting those vitamins and minerals in to help support that. Moving on to our next phase. Again, I'll just take you through the journey we've done. Menstrual phase, your uterine wall is shedding and the hormones drop. Then after that, you move into your follicular phase where the estrogen starts to rise. You start to feel good again. The wall starts to rebuild. And then ovulation is like the peak of that phase. Basically, you're feeling great. You're in summertime. So now we're going to go into fall. So we're starting to go around the big circle and come closer towards our period. So the next phase is luteal phase. So think of this as your inner autumn or your inner fall phase. This is going to be the day or two after your ovulation and it's going to last until the first day of your next period. This is usually like a two week phase. So with this phase, just like any like sliding scale, your energy will start to dip as you get closer to your period. So think about the first week of this phase. It's okay. You're still, you know, having a little bit of that energy, but it's going to decline as the days go on and you get closer to your period. The luteal phase is where you're going to experience PMS. So again, that's premenstrual sensitivity. That's going to be your cramps. That's going to be, you know, all that jazz. Um, so basically, again, like I've been saying, the intensity of your premenstrual symptoms and the pain is a reflection of the previous month. So when you're taking care of yourself again, trying to get those um the iron in during your period and trying to get those cruciferous vegetables in during the follicular phase and the vitamins and minerals doing that and then taking the seeds as well they'll help you out so just think about what you want to add to your body to help it out during the other three weeks because it will affect how your pms symptoms feel on this week if you want to get a little bit more psychology into it your pms symptoms might actually even be worse or just reflected by if you have any suppressed or ignored emotions so that's why everything ties into each other I swear if you're holding emotions you're holding stress your hips is where those usually are held in your body like somatically so taking time to do inner work or taking time to do like hip openers and yoga and just coming to terms with emotions or things that you suppress releasing them during this time is really good or just releasing them during the cycle that you have which again the moon literally ties in with the woman's cycle so 28 day cycle so new moons and full moons they're very similar to the period cycle when um you talk about death and rebirth and all of that where you know you're going through a cycle where something's rebuilding and then it's falling and then it's coming back up the new moon represents like taking action and setting goals and then the full moon represents releasing things that you're holding on to so i recommend don't think i'm crazy just i promise everything's connected if you feel like you're holding on to a lot of suppressed emotions or you find that your pms symptoms can be a little intense sometimes or they change try releasing some things or practicing like full moon um releasing or you don't have to actually do it with the full moon, but just doing that shadow work, taking time to go within and release things that you're holding on to because your body will hold on to them, usually like in the hip region. And then that might actually, your body is just like in a state of stress. It's just a form of stress. So don't think of me as telling you something so woo woo because it's just saying that your body holds on to that stress from emotions that you're dealing with in your life and it can actually affect your PMS symptoms. So if you take time to do inner work or I do have a full moon releasing meditation, it's totally free. It's on my YouTube, I'll link it below. That's a really good meditation. You don't have to do it during the full moon. It just helps you come to term with releasing resentment and like guilt and feelings like that because 
literally they might be affecting how you feel and why do you want to be in pain physically and emotionally when you can take time to release it easier said than done i know but just bringing that tidbit up since we're talking about pms it can be affected by things that you're holding on to so What's going on in this phase is that progesterone is the primary hormone that's being produced during the luteal phase. So remember how the last phase estrogen was kind of like on the rise. Now your body is starting to produce that progesterone, which is actually why you might be getting those cramps during this phase as well. Your motivation will start to drop a little bit. Your social battery will start to drain a little bit more and your energy will start to drop. So basically as this progesterone, we can just say P because... I'm, I'm dying over here pronouncing it every time, <laughs> every few seconds. I'm like, God, another science word. Um, but every time the P rises, um, you start to get the energy decline. And anytime the E rises, your energy starts to go up. So if you want to think about it that way, you can too. But it's okay to spend more time alone or just schedule in some more self-care during this phase. This is where we'll start to think we're crazy <laughs> because we're experiencing this hormone being produced. Um Again, if you want to start to limit caffeine and alcohol a little bit here because they increase inflammation, the closer you get to your period, just keep that in mind. So again, on your cycle, I mean, on the period itself and then right before it, trying to limit the intake of caffeine and alcohol will just make you feel better. Movement wise, um, starting to get a little bit lower impact. So starting to maybe explore some Pilates or yoga classes or starting to do walks or different types of hikes that aren't as high intensity. Think about it during this time. Again, it's all about going within on how you're feeling, but just knowing what your body's going through, that this hormone is rising and your energy levels might be dropping and then planning your movement around that. You know, if you want to take a little bit easier or add some walks in instead of doing your intense cardio that week, just trying to remember that as you go along in this cycle. Again, sesame and sunflower seeds, they support the balancing of that testosterone by bringing in those vitamins such as psyllium to help it out so if you keep taking them during this phase it's a good time to do that as well and then make sure your body is producing that testosterone the way it should um, healthy fats are really good so healthy fats would be things like olive oil different types of fish nuts seeds so if you're already taking your nuts and seeds you're good um, but avocados you know all the healthy fats trying to keep them in your diet at that time and then another thing that helps with the production of that is going to be vitamin b6 so b6 is found in whole grains poultry so like chicken and turkey and then starchy vegetables so basically potatoes different forms of potatoes so like sweet potatoes but regular potatoes count too so this is actually a great time your body wants you to eat potatoes during this phase remember that remember i told you that this is a great time to eat potatoes um you might experience more cravings as well so it's important again to one honor them like never restrict that's never what i'm trying to tell you to do here honor the cravings but also by taking care of what your body needs in terms of vitamins and minerals it's going to help with those cravings so eating the potatoes, eating the fats that your body needs, it's going to help at this time. So increasing your fats and increasing your starchy carbs, it's going to help. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And then everything comes right back to the menstrual cycle. So we can do a quick little recap again on the times that they come up on. So your menstrual phase is the first day that you bleed, the first day that you bleed into the last day that you bleed, which is going to differ for everybody. Then after you move and that's your inner winter, that's when you want to go gentle. That's when you want to go inward. And then your body is basically shedding lining. Hormones are the lowest at that point. You got a lot of EMP moving around, but 
and a low level. Your body will move into inner spring, which is follicular phase. And that's going to be about one to two weeks. It's the day that your bleeding stops all the way to ovulation. That's when your estrogen rises and your energy starts to come up because of that. And you can start to add the higher intensity back in slowly. Your confidence will peak and eating cruciferous veggies are going to help you out during that time with the rise of estrogen. Moving on, you're going to hit that inner summer. So your ovulatory phase. And in that phase, your estrogen is at its peak. You're going to have the highest energy. You can schedule a lot at that time. Your social battery is going to be, you're going to be a social butterfly basically during that phase. And then, um, because of estrogen rising, you can start to eat more whole foods just because you're trying to nourish your body when it's in that highest point. You're going to start to slowly move down in the luteal phase. The luteal phase comes up right after ovulation. It's going to be the day after and it's going to last until your period. It's going to be the phase where it changes day by day. So luteal, the one you have right before your period, again, you're going to have higher energy in the beginning and then your energy is going to start to decline as you go. So just keeping that in mind. And this is where PMS will kick in. So your energy is slowly going to start to drop and you just want to try to involve anything that's going to inflame you. So trying to reduce your alcohol intake a little bit, reduce your coffee intake, and then eating fish not just fish, sorry, eating fats and eating um, carbs that have B6 in it are going to help you out with how you feel and what you're craving. Okay, so I know that's a lot to take in, but it's I repeated it a lot because I was trying to do some weird like teacher technique where I'm like, I'm going to repeat it till it stays in your head. But you don't have to implement everything all at once. You can always go back and take notes if you want to re-listen to this episode another time. I do have that download available again in my show notes below if you want to have more of like a written out version about what we talked about. The biggest thing that I would do with this is just observing your energy levels, just noticing it as you go through your next phase. Maybe if you don't have an app or something to track, or if you do have an app, just like checking it out after this episode and noticing where you are in your phase and noticing if anything I said is kind of resonating with you. Taking steps forward, the first thing I would do is just noticing the observation of your energy. So knowing if your battery's dropping and not feeling the shame. So practicing that first before you change up your whole life and start like changing your movement and food, just noticing where your energy levels are right now and maybe making actions based on that. So if it's a time of the month where your boundaries might need to be sharpened a little bit, maybe practicing that. If you're noticing you're on your ovulation phase, maybe being like, okay, I can take a little bit more action at this time. So playing around with that would be my first advice. Just taking what I said and bringing it into your own life. Then I would go with the food to support because I think that's the easiest thing to do is just starting to think about what you can add in. So trying to add iron in during the the menstrual phase and the veggies during all the other phases I was talking about. So taking that step. And then finally, once you feel comfortable, like after you're supporting your body with the food and then the stress management, trying to do the physical movement as well. So noticing what days maybe your energy is a little bit lower and you can change your workouts around that. But honestly, if anything in this podcast episode really called out to you, just focus on that first. Whatever sounded the most interesting to you and something that you want to try, go for it. But you don't have to adapt and throw everything in all at once. Remember, it's all a journey. You can take time to do it. I think I started with a few things and then I started to add more in and noticed how 
I was feeling. And that was really my biggest motivator was like, I was feeling good. <laughs> I was feeling better. My cramps went down. All of this stuff was affected by how I was eating, how I was moving and how I was like making my own life choices around it. So it really does help. If you have any more questions about this, I would also love to do more in-depth episodes. Maybe if you want to go specifically into movement, if you want to go specifically into food or a certain phase, I can totally do that. I would also love to answer questions like on Instagram. If you want me to do like a Q&A, I totally would. So even if I don't have a Q&A box up right now, like feel free to DM me after this episode a question you have and I can totally do like a segment on my story answering them all. But yeah, I don't know. I just I wanted to share this with you because again, it's made a difference in my life and I know it's not talked about all the time and you grow up not even knowing that like the 24-hour cycle that we literally live our day-to-day on doesn't really line up with how our bodies are acting and you're not crazy and you shouldn't feel any shame for feeling more energetic at a certain time or feeling inclined to stay in or noticing that your workouts aren't the best that they could be this certain past few days you know your body plays a big role in that and it's okay and once you educate yourself on it and know about it you can use it to your advantage instead of feeling but yeah thank you so much for sitting through and listening to that I would love to go in depth a little bit more if you want me to another time. Um, The show notes, I have the menstrual magic guide, which goes a little bit more in depth and gives more examples on what I spoke about. I also could go more into supplements. I know I have supplements in there. I have my favorite practices. I have my favorite apps to track all written out in that guide, but I could do a little bit more on supplements in another episode if that's something that calls out to you. So let me know as always on Instagram. Happy Holistic Hippie is my name. Shoot me a message, blow up my comments, whatever you want to know. I literally love to share. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will catch you next time.